Hello, dear friends. I hope you recognize that theme song because it is the theme song that indicates that it's time for our weekly Bible study right here on our website. And it is Let's Talk About Jesus. We used to be on radio for years uh, on the Internet and in North Florida. And uh, we were grateful for all of those years. And the name of the broadcast was Let's Talk About Jesus. Now, there's so many other things that we could be talking about today, important things, but also distracting things from what God wants to say to us. We Christians in particular who are living in the end time, in the last days, in the perilous time that we're seeing unfold right now. Friend of mine, I want you to know there is hope for us. There is help for us today. (laughs) Hallelujah. And there is instruction for us in the Word of God, even in the falling away, in the compromising that is occurring. So many turning away from the faith. Listen, there is a place in God and a faith in a person. (laughs) Hallelujah. That will, will keep us through this time. Amen. And I want to begin to talk about being kept by the power of God. That is the subject today. Amen. Kept by the power of God. Uh, It has to do with overcoming temptation. It has to do with overcoming discouragement. It has to do with overcoming the the riptide of the world that is trying to rip us away and pull us away from the safety and security that we find only in Christ Jesus. But friend of mine, there is great, great power power and great protection in Jesus Christ today. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Amen. But we want to get in the Word of God today. If you're not a Christian and you think that you could never live anything that resembles a Christian life, a faithful to God life, because you are so weak and and there's so many things that you can't shake, uh, so many habits, so many temptations that you give into and some of them you want to give in and that will to not give in is not yet established in you because you enjoy them your flesh thrives on them it might be drug addiction alcohol addiction uh, sexual addiction whatever it is that you're addicted to I want you to know if you come just as you are with all of your hang-ups with all of your habits if you come to Christ and then repenting of your sin and asking him for forgiveness and at that point trust in him to help you overcome I want you to know all the resources of heaven that has been provided through his blood, his suffering on the cross, become yours. Hallelujah. And friend, what you can't do in yourself. You know, the Bible said the things that are impossible with men in the new covenant, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Amen. So when you're kept by the power of God, it involves your will. It involves your commitment to follow Christ. But I want you to know it doesn't involve your strength and ability 
to do so. God grants that through His grace and through His Holy Spirit. Praise God. All right, friend, if you have your Bible, I pray you're intrigued. I pray you listen to the end of this broadcast today. Kept by the power of God. This is an important message also because that you are going to see many more Christian leaders fall away. And there's only two reasons for that. Number one, they were never Christian to begin with. You say, oh, but pastor, they're preaching. They, 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 I, I, I'm not, listen, that's an issue I don't even want to be concerned with. My concern is, have they been born again? Born from, I'm not talking about joining a church, giving mental assent to a creed or a dogma of a church. I'm not talking about being baptized in water or the formula used. I'm talking about, have they met the master? Either, either they haven't met Christ or they haven't trusted Christ for victory after they have met Christ. And I'm going to say this about that. If you're truly born again, you're going to ask for the help that you need to overcome. And you're going to get the help that you need to overcome. Because it's not within us. It's it's Him. He's the one that grants the grace that allows His power to be released to us to overcome. Now, I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about being perfectly kept, saved and kept by the power of God. Well, let's read it here in 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's begin with verse 3, put a context for that particular a principle here in the Word of God. It said, Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively or living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God. Underscore that through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Let, let me stop and go back just a moment. And, and before we lose a thought about if you're truly saved, you're not looking back towards Sodom. Amen. Longing to go back into the world. Your longing is now for things above and not things beneath. That's why you won't follow these doctrines that keep you earth bound and focused on the things of this world that are passing away. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you're truly born again, if you're truly saved, therefore, today, because Christ said you must be born again. Amen. It's not, it's not an option. It's an imperative. There is no salvation without a change within the heart of men and women, boys and girls. When that change comes, God puts it this way in the old covenant and it's, it's expressed therefore in the new covenant as well, that he will take out the heart of stone and he will replace it with the heart of 
heart of flesh, some a heart that is not adamant and hardened, but is soft and pliable, and able to be under the influence of God's Spirit instead of the Spirit of the age. Hallelujah. Who are kept by the power of God. Paul put it this way. They went out from us, but they were not of us. They were not truly saved, in other words, because if they were of us, I'm not talking about a cult or a denomination, or I'm talking about the Christian faith and the faithful to Christ. They went out from us because they were not of us. For if they were of us, they would not have went out from us. People turning back, people renouncing the faith, people embracing that that is not the faith that was once delivered to the saints. If they were of us, they wouldn't have went out from us. Why? Why Why? why wouldn't they have given in to the devil's lies and deceptions? Because they are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Listen to verse 6, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen ye love. You see, the change has come within. Hallelujah. We we do not love the world, nor the things that are in the world. I, I'm not talking about, you know, I, my wife said something the other day, said, I love, I, I, I love this room the way, because I made some changes she had asked me to make. He said, I just love sitting here. Maybe I shouldn't love. Yeah, it's all right. He giveth us all things richly to enjoy. We're talking about loving the world and the things that are in it. It starts with this satanic system uh, that is opposing to Christ, this anti-Christ system, this materialistic temporal system that keeps us focused on the very, very short span of life that we have here and not the eternity that is awaiting us there. Amen. Love not the world nor the things that are in the world for if any man love the world hear it, the love of the Father is not in them. You see, if it was, if we'd truly been born from above, experienced the love of Christ, we will have, we will have all kinds of problems with our weak flesh. We will have temptations and testings, but we are kept by the power of God. Look at verse 9, receiving, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Praise God. Friend of mine, God is a a keeping God, and therefore we are saved, and we are kept by His power and His person, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit who has sent to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look with me at Jude chapter 1 and verse 24. It said, Now unto him, this is a person who is keeping us. Make no mistake about it. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Some translations say keep you from going back into 
sin. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Remember, we are kept through faith. It's God's person, it's God's power, and it's through our cooperating faith. If you're truly born again, you will come boldly before the throne of grace when there's a need to overcome, to not give in, to not give over, amen, to the, to the enemy's lies and deceptions and to the flesh's constant craving for the things of this world. Oh, friend of mine, there's victory in Jesus today. You don't have to be a victor, victim. There is victory for you and me in Jesus Christ today. That's why the scripture says of him that defeated the devil, defeated death, defeated the grave, now unto him who is now unto him. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Jude chapter 1 verse 24. Now unto him that is able. When you see that word able, you must include faithful. It would read this way because it carries the connotation of faithfulness. Because if God has the power to do it and he doesn't release it into you and me, then it's not going to help us at all. But if he is faithful, amen, and there and able to keep you from falling and to present you how how we could never present ourselves faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy hallelujah praise god let me read this from the amplified now unto him who is faithful and able, I'm going to put that in myself who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping, or falling, and present you unblemished, blameless, faultless, before the presence of His glory, with unspeakable, ecstatic delight, in triumphant joy and exultation. Keep here, in the Greek, is frueno, frueno, and it means to be a watcher in advance, to mount guard as a sentinel, to him in, literally, to protect. You see, God's not just forgiven us our sins, dear friend, and pronounced us righteous. He's made gracious provision to keep us by his power. Ours is not a flesh-dependent faith. Our faith reckons on God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, mounting guard, hemming us in, and protecting us. Listen to Jonah 2.9. It says, Salvation is of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. According to its largest meaning used in Scripture, the word salvation represents the whole work of God by which He rescues man from eternal ruin and the doom of sin and bestows on Him the riches of His grace including eternal life now and eternal glory in heaven. Therefore, it is in every every aspect a work of God in behalf of man and in no sense a work of man in behalf of God. We live for God because we're expressing love for God, appreciation for the free gift that He's given us in Christ of righteousness. Amen. But we're not 
We're not serving Him to earn that. We are responding to such amazing grace by seeking to follow Him and love Him and serve Him and obey Him. Hallelujah. Listen to the confidence of the great Apostle Paul in and his writing to Second Timothy 1 and verse 12. He said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that He, that's the key, He, it's a person we're trusting in, it's a person we're looking to, amen, that He is able, faithful and able, to keep that which I have committed unto Him against that day. The Amplified said He is able to guard, see that's that word, keep, to guard and keep that which has been entrusted to me and which I have committed to Him. Hallelujah. Paul's faith clearly rested upon God and not His personal piety or power. He sought sanctification and piety and power because he said, I sanctify myself daily. But he didn't trust in his own ability to present himself to God in that sanctified state. But he depended on God to help him, amen, to overcome the tempter, overcome the deceiver, overcome the weakness of his flesh, help him through grace and strength from above to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. Listen, he trusted not in his personal piety or power, not in his spiritual experiences, not in his denominational affiliation, that is his good standing at that time with the Sanhedrin, but on God's gracious provision. <laughs> Hallelujah. He didn't trust on he, he didn't he didn't trust in in the in the shaky sand of 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 religious persuasion and religious beliefs he trusted in a person and that person was God himself and that person was Jesus Christ and that person was the Holy Spirit praise God listen we are kept today by God's power because of the father's love listen to John 10 verse 27 through 29 he said my sheep hear my voice you see my sheep and I know them and they follow me. Obedience is one of the greatest signs of salvation. Disobedience is a sign that we have no desire to follow Him at all. We have no desire to obey Him. His will has no influence in our life. The Word of God has no influence in our life. Amen. This is not going forward, dear friend, and getting a free ticket to heaven and living for the devil and for yourself for the, the rest of your days. You can't sing blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, if he doesn't acknowledge you as his. Here's the problem. Jesus said, many shall say unto me that day, Lord, Lord. See, Lord means your master, someone you bow to, someone you acquiesce to, someone you want to obey. But friend of mine, 
You can't call Him Lord, the Scripture says, except by the Holy Ghost. If God hasn't worked a work within the human heart that's, that works itself out into our life, then that, then we cannot claim salvation. <laughs> that, this is a dangerous thing because there's clearly going to be people stand before Christ when He comes to judge. When He comes to judge. When he comes to separate the sheep from the goats. When he comes. Amen. And the truth is going to come out. Friend of mine, we must not be deceived into thinking we can, we're saved and we can live the old life without any consequence. We don't, we don't feel convicted. We don't care about being right with God. If that is the attitude, scripture says in John, in the, not the Gospel of John, but First John, it says this. It says, He that committeth sin. Now, we've all sinned and come short, and no one is righteous. No, not one. That's why it's the power of God. It's the person of Christ. It is the blood of Jesus. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Listen. He that committeth, that means live habitually in. It is this, this committing without any compunction. This convi- committing sin without any conviction. If you can do that, if I can do that, then I have never known Christ as my Savior. I'm calling Him Lord, who is clearly not my Lord. Because Jesus said this, Why callest thou me? Lord, Lord, the very thing people are going to say when they meet Him as their judge instead of their sovereign, their judge instead of their Savior. They're going to say, Lord, Lord, haven't we done mighty works in Your name? Haven't we cast out devils in Your name? You say, Pastor Venable, you're saying this person in the pulpit preaching under such an anointing could have never known Christ? I'm saying exactly that. That's what the Bible teaches. It's not about standing in a pulpit. It's not about preaching with enthusiasm or unction or there, there's, there are people, activists that are committed. <laughs> there are people right now in this world more, more committed to the to second coming of Trump than the second coming of Christ. They're very in, more enthusiastic about a, a political uh, movement than they are about a spiritual reality that is just about to occur. But as many, as many as have truly come to Christ, we are longing for His coming and we are looking for His coming. And the Scripture said unto them that look, he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. I'm not against political activism. What I'm against is being more enthusiastic about our politics than we are about the kingdom of God and the work of the kingdom and the king who is coming soon. Praise God. Listen to it again. John ten twenty seven through 29. My sheep, my sheep. Let me back up. Jesus said these words. He said, Why callest thou me Lord, and do not the things which I say? And do not the things which I say. I struggle with some of the things he said to me, but I don't struggle with him being my sovereign and my king. 
I struggle with my flesh when he said, love your enemies. I went through some real battles with my flesh because I've had some real serious enemies, amen, in my life down through the years. But he said to forgive them. Amen. I, I, I was, I, I'm always convicted when I see grace so sufficient that allows for that forgiveness. A man recently was reported in the news. It didn't call his name, but one of the dads of one of the children that was killed in the recent massacre, uh, that this horrendous thing that has just occurred in this elementary school. One of those little children who were terrified and horrified until the bullets ripped through their flesh and, and took their life and their little spirits went into the presence of God. But the horror and the hurt that they must have felt as that occurred And one of the dads of one of those children said, and it was quoted in the news, I forgive him, talking about the shooter. I forgive him. A Christian dad that had the grace. This had to take the power of God. But the power of God, you see, is available. This had to take the grace of God. Me sitting here as a, as a father and a grandfather and now a great grandfather, that grace would have to come upon me in order to do that because I can't do it in myself. See, there's so much we can't do in ourselves, <laughs> and God has no expectations of us to do it in ourselves. He expects us to trust Him for it. And when we do, we will find His grace is, in fact, sufficient. How could He do that? Why shouldn't He want to, to, want to just kill Him? Why should He want to hate Him throughout eternity for such hurt that He caused uh, and the hurt that's in His heart? Because the power of God is available because of the grace of God. And therefore, the grace of God is sufficient. Hallelujah. He's able to keep what we've committed and He's faithful. He, we are kept by the power of God. We're enabled by the power of Christ and the person of Christ. That's what Paul meant when he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That means I'm equal to anything. It's not talking about spiritual gifts and the gift of miracles and it's not talking about that those things that 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 also is because of the spirit's work in our life hallelujah listen but i can do all things including forgive something as horrendous as this through christ which strengthens me you see when we will to obey him all of heaven's resources come into play so that we are enabled to obey him amen paul's faith clearly rested on god and not his personal piety and power not his spiritual experiences not his denominational affiliation Amen. But on God's gracious provision. You see, this is keeping power. This is our confidence and our consolation. We have been placed on the rolls of a great church in heaven, <laughs> a great city in heaven. Amen. 
and not on the rolls of a great church here that gives us a standing that 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 particular religion can offer. I'm so glad today to be kept by the power of God until the day of redemption. Praise God. I'm so glad to know if I cry out to God when I, my weak flesh uh, uh, begins to pull me in the wrong direction, that God will hear, God will heed my prayer, God will answer me, and God will help me to overcome. That's why Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God, because he said he's keeping what I've committed to him against that day that is coming. Glory to God. Friend, there's victory for you today. But that victory is in Jesus. That victory is in God who loves you, gave His Son for you. Don't let the devil tell you that you are too bound to be free, that you are too involved in sins that you may love to commit, to ever, ever say no to them. And come out of that prison house of of habit and slavery. And walk in the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Make no mistake about it. This is not a little cliche. This is a great profound truth. Whom the Son sets free. Hallelujah. Is free indeed. This is the real freedom that God says that you and I can have. Because the moment we come to Christ as our Savior, we are kept by the power of God Himself. Amen. If you think the enemy's power is greater than God's, you need to, you need to get another, you need to get rid of stinking thinking. Glory be to God. Greater is He, Paul says. Greater is He, the Scripture says, who is in us. John says, 1 John says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. I might add to that, greater is he that's in us than our weak flesh. Praise God, greater is he that's in us than the spirit of the age that is is driving our culture deeper and deeper into darkness. Thank God he that's in you is greater than he that is in the world. Praise God. Oh, friend, today, if you are a Christian and you're seeing other Christians so-called, whether they are or not, I don't know. I know this. If they were of us, this is the Bible today. If they were of us, they would not have went out from us. Amen. Why? Because they, as well as we, have been born from above. Amen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That's why we struggle with our flesh. That's why we push back when the world tempts us and pushes us. Why? Because we have a new heart. (laughs) We're a new creation. Praise God. Because we are in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is in us. Praise God. Friend of mine, today it's time to put our trust in Him who is able 
to keep us from falling and to present us as He's promised to present us faultless before God and before His throne. Hallelujah. I'm so glad my faith rests upon Him today. How about you? It's time to, to tap in to that great promise today, to our spiritual resources. Amen. Don't, don't get so disheartened because you sense your weakness. Amen. God said, that's okay. I don't need your strength. You need mine. And mine is available to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, if no wonder you can't in and of yourself overcome. You may overcome a habit here or there. You may go to AAA and overcome alcoholism, but they will tell you in order to overcome it, you have to look to something or someone beyond yourself. Alcoholics Anonymous, not AAA, you're <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. You have to believe in a higher power because you and yourself are powerless if you're trapped that deep and that dark. Oh, friend of mine. But they don't name him. I want to name him today. And not just God in some generic term, but Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. So I challenge you today, I adjure you today, I encourage you today. Run to Christ. Come to Christ. Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Savior. The moment you do, God's power, Heaven's resources are yours to claim in Jesus Christ today. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Amen.